Hi, and welcome to Concepts for Living. Are you aware that satanic forces have declared war on the state, on the church, and on the family? Well, it is true. Stay tuned, as I'll be speaking from the theme, Arm for the Fight. I'm going to be talking about the crucial need for us to start fighting. Amen. It's one thing to know that something is out of order. And it's another thing to do something about it. And then we must always remember that the enemy is incessant. He's always coming. If not this way, he'll come that way. If not that way, he's coming another way. But say, the enemy is always coming. But I love this song that they sang today. You can win. We can win. And so I want you to pray as the Lord uh, helps me to release what I have received. Essentially, God has established three institutions. Three institutions that are from his perspective inextricably linked together. The praise of his glory is his primary purpose in instituting those very institutions. And then they are established for the well-being of all mankind. Three institutions. One, the state or government. Two, the church. Three, the family. And not necessarily in that order because really the family was first. But to treat my text, I'm putting the family last so we'll leave here knowing as families what we got to do. And so sharing this word today, I'm trying to get us to focus that we might be aware that throughout history, there has always been attacks on what is right, what is true, and if nothing else, you can be sure as people of God that you and I will be attacked. Some of these attacks that have come against these institutions, yes, the state, yes, the church, yes, the families, is covert. Not necessarily seen for what it is. And then there are times when it's over, just blatant, brazing attack. Some are spiritual, some are social, but there is 
a sinister master plan to get rid of good government, to get rid of the church. That's why Jesus said, the gates of hell shall not prevail. Remember that? And to get rid of families. Three institutions. Satan's master plan is to take them out. Now, their functions are different. But we must remember that while their functions are different, they have a common purpose. That's why I don't believe in the separation of church and state. I believe that the state was set up by God who also created and instituted the church. And by the way, God also instituted family. The separation should only be in terms of the functionality. The Bible clearly indicates the mandate for good government. We need government. That's why God established it. All right? So we need government, and we also need good government. Okay? So I want you to turn to Deuteronomy chapter 16 real quick. Thou shalt not respect Persons, watch this now, neither take a gift for a gift doth blind the eyes of the wise and pervert, watch this, the word of the righteous. That's verse 19. Judges and officers shalt thou make thee in all Thy gates. You got that? Judges and officers. Now, we must understand, as was said earlier in the prayer time, that it's God that put it down one and put it up another. It's God that runs this thing. We don't like to think of it, but all we have is ambition. And the word ambition in its definition simply means canvassing for, canvassing for, Watch this now, canvassing for election. Government, we need it. Let's give God praise for government. Because without government, we will have no regulatory authority. It's one thing to have authority, it's another thing to have it regulated. Are you with me? Now, you have to understand that you have stop signs and you have ordinances and you have all of these things and they are all set up not to abuse us or to misuse us. What it is set up to do is to cause us to function in proper order. Let's give God thanks for the government. Okay? Now, God is the one who makes it very clear. Look at Romans 13 when you get time. And when you look there in Romans 13, especially in verse 1, you're going to observe there that God set it up and we have to respect it. I don't care what these people who call themselves leaders do. 
If God put them in place, oh boy. I said, if God put them in place, we have to respect it. Okay? So look at Romans 13. And when you look at verse 1, it says, let every soul be subject unto the higher power. For there is no power but of God. Got that? The powers that be are ordained of God. Got that? So God sets up these governments. If you read on down, go on down to around verse 7, and you're going to say, uh, find there that we have to render tribute unto. Okay? You may not like it, but you got to do it. Okay? Because they are in place for a purpose. You got it? Read all those verses. I'm not going to take the time to read all those. There is nothing better than good government. There's nothing better than good governance. Good governance that's born out of the virtues of integrity, morality, honesty, and humility. I'll say it again. I said Good governance that's born from the virtues of integrity, morality, honesty, and humility. But in spite of all of that, God knows this is true. That behind all human affairs is a subtle, sinister spirit to corrupt and to erode. The best of everything. Yes, even the best governance. And you and I ought to give God praise when we find that we have a leader or leaders, whether in government, whether in the church, whether in the school system, wherever it is. Leaders of integrity, morality, honesty, and humility, we ought to praise right now, God. The three points of this message, the state, the church, the family. Stay tuned and be further informed about the strategies of the enemy as he attacks state, church, and family. So then, let's go on to talk about the family. <laughs> Notice I said in the beginning that while it was the first institution to be created, I made it, fitted the text in the last. Let's go back to the text. And you're going to hear that Nehemiah, who has been identified to be the greatest leadership model in the Bible, there are people in industry and business who choose Nehemiah's model for leadership. Amen. Yeah. Nehemiah was being confronted by three enemy cords. Sanballat, Tobiah, Geshem. All three of them 
Their very names become representative of the games they played to destroy Nehemiah and the work God called him to do. And when they would come, don't you know that their names meant different things? How many of you remember the young girl that was following Paul around and uh, she was full of the devil? Right? And she was saying, oh, believe these men, they are preaching the word of God. And Paul, all of a sudden, Paul turned around and said, I rebuke you. You know why? Because while she was uttering those words, her spirit was something else. And Sambalat was like that. Because his spirit or his, his, word, his, his, very, his very name meant Jehovah is good. Well, if Jehovah is good and you're living up to your name, then how come you are raising so much? Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. How come you're offending the man of God? How come you're trying to stop the work of God? Okay? And then what about the, the other one, Tobiah? That's another one. That means secretive. That means he's got, watch people who come into your life. Some of them come to do secret, diabolical things. And you don't even know it sometimes. And then here comes Geshem. Now Geshem, uh, you know, he's an Arabian. Uh, and he just want to get on the bandwagon and just ride. <laughs> Wherever they're going, he's going, whatever. They, look, let me tell you something. There's some people just riding. You know why? Because they have their own personal agendas. Yeah. Are you with me? They have their own personal agendas. Watch who you connect with. They have their own personal agendas. He was, if, if he was by himself, he may not have done some of the stuff he did because basically he was used to bring disturbance so that he came to Nehemiah on occasion and said, Nehemiah, why don't you go on in the church and hide? And then it'll be all right. Because God knows what you're doing. And da da da. And Nehemiah said to him, No, should such a man as I flee? I ain't running. I'm standing tall. I'm gonna stand my stand my ground. I'm not moving. And so he did not go in. All of that's happening in the context of this text. You got that? So Nehemiah says, and the council was heard. In other words, when the enemy tried to do its worst to stop the work of God through Nehemiah. God intervened. But God only intervened after the people received the instruction. Fight! Fight for your... Fight for your family. Fight for your sons. Fight for your daughters. Fight for them. Fight, 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 fight! We don't want to fight. We just want to come and sit be nicely entertained. Amen. This is war. Early on in our nursery downstairs, we had two little children fighting. I know what a fight looked like. They were fighting. And one that was getting beat up said, we're just playing. The other one said, I ain't playing. A lot of us are saying, we're just playing. 
The devil said, I ain't playing. I want to take them out. I want to ruin their family. I want to ruin their children. I want to ruin this. I want to cut off their generational inheritance. I want to cut it off, cut it off. Oh, my God. Why? Why is this happening? Because the devil doesn't want the church. The devil doesn't want government. And the devil certainly doesn't want a family to receive their generational blessings. There are some blessings that are set up for generations. And his attacking you is not all about you. It's about cutting off who's attached to you. That's why I thank God for that signing today. He wants to take out the next generation. And the next generation. In the Bible, in Psalm 102, it tells me there that all of these things were written for a generation not yet born that shall praise the Lord. The devil wants to deal with you, so he cuts them off. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You know, I have some people upset with me to no end because all I said was that the devil has a sinister plan to take out the children. And he does it by various means. Oh, Jesus. And why, why would I go there? Oh, Lord. Uh, I mean, not only is the family disintegrating. Hmm? Not only is divorce rate rising. You can understand it's more than just social conditions. It's, the, it's, it's a sinister plan, a plot, a strategy to take us out. So then what you end up with is that you see how this thing goes on and on. And then children who are involved in patricide. And the patricide means they're killing their parents. And then the the siblings are involved in fratricide. And that means killing their own blood. Killing off their own family. Are you staying with me now? And then when you go on, you start noticing that if that don't work, then he comes up with genocide, which is mass murder. Do you know what all that's about? It ain't about whether they sang your song or not. It ain't whether or not you feel like clapping your hands or not. That's taking out generations so that the will of God, purpose of God, will never be accomplished. That's why now you have brothers killing brothers. And genocide began way back. Midwives, you're the one helping to bring these children in the world. But I want you to know this. If it's a male, kill him. This is Pharaoh in Moses' day. Say, I think I got it, Pastor. The devil wants to destroy family. He just wants to bring division, distortion, and disruption. I almost feel like making everybody in this place stand on their feet right now because the Holy Ghost is trying to show us something. You know what he's doing? He's pulling the cover off so that we become aware of what's going on undercover so that we don't just see it as just something happening. There's a master plan. 
and he's trying to take us all out. But I wish somebody would say like that song said, I'm going to win. I sincerely trust that you have been inspired to arm for the fight and fight for your family and fight for your children and fight for your brethren and fight for your very homes. Fight for your houses. It's been a privilege to bring you this word. Until next time when we shall come to you with more concepts for living, may God bless you and yours. Thank you for viewing Concepts for Living. If you would like a CD, DVD, or download the entire message, go to our website, www.fcogchapel.org. We would like to hear from you. Please send an email for prayer or send a praise report on how God is blessing you through this program. We invite you to join us again for another Concepts for Living.